0: Hi, this is Kaz and I'm Karen and you are listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. Stay tuned for the next hour as friends have fun sharing many insightful gems which will allow you to realise and value that we are all unique. Yes, Yes, we we are are all unique. unique. You're listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Welcome listeners. Welcome Karen.
1: Hello Kaz, how are you this week?
0: Good, thank you. That's
1: great. And we've got a very exciting show today and the theme of it is blocks.
0: Blocks. So by... you're not talking building blocks.
1: No. Although it
0: could be perceived that way, building blocks within. That's right, it could be that.
1: I'm talking about limiting beliefs, uh, anything that you put in your way, any block that you put in your way that stops you from being unique, stops mm. you from achieving everything that you would like to do.
0: So stuck energy.
1: That's a good way of describing it.
0: Yeah. It, it is. And you can actually feel that in your body.
1: You can definitely feel that in our body. And we actually do a dance process that yes, actually helps to re- re- release it. It's called DIBO, which is dance your body butts off. So not the butts we sit on. It's the butts butts we we live live in. In. And it's actually a five-step process, Kaz. And do you want to just roughly just, so we start off by By we we recognize We recognize where
0: that is and that's feeling in your body. Yep. Where there may be some stuck energy and you may get a restriction or you may just feel a tightness or maybe it just doesn't feel right somehow. Yep.
1: And then once we've recognized it, we unravel that. So we unravel the stale energy that's in our body.
0: Yes, by shifting, by moving, by dancing, by jumping, by shaking and... Breaking it up. Picturing that you're actually perhaps even um, cracking it or taking a hammer to something like a brick and smashing it open. Right. And then? And then after that, we release that. So we release it. So we pull that stale energy out out of of our our body. body With
1: noise. And we
0: throw it away. That's right. Exactly, and it's all to music that has the exact beat, actually, of of what that sort of is. Yeah. So
1: we're releasing that stale energy from our body, and then once we've released it, what's the fourth
0: step? We rejoice in it.
1: No, we don't. We've got to.
0: Oh, we have. Oh, of course. We've got to restore. We've got to restore that with some new, beautiful energy from above. So we're going to fill that space that we've we've emptied out with all yes. the new positive energy. That's right. Exactly. So we bring that in. So we honour ourselves.
1: Exactly. We nurture ourselves and we bring in the energy from the um, from the world that we from live above, in. From the source. from above. But also from the from the core of our planet. That's correct. We can bring it up from Eva because we are, as we like to say, spiritual beings, having an earthy experience. So we actually have the two energies that we actually like to restore into our body. And, and then, then we rejoice.
0: rejoice. And that's when we just dance our little butts off. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a, great, it's a great little theme. But anyway, today, as we said, we are talking about butts. And we're talking with Meg Garrido uh, very shortly. Though, before we go into our first song, I would like to actually... This, this beautiful quote from Michelangelo and, you know, as everyone knows, he was just an amazing uh, creative artist and he said, every block of stone has a statue inside it and it's the task of the sculpture to discover it and that's really what our show's about. Because we all do have a masterpiece inside of
0: us. That's right. And it's discovering, it's removing those blocks in order to find that and let it shine. Exactly. So what song are we going to play first before we start talking with Meg, Cass? A song that I just love and I love the artist and I love a lot of her songs and I love to sing it really loud and it's Katy Perry's Roar. Roar? Roar. Come
1: on, you can go deeper. Raw. Enjoy, everybody.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Today we have a beautiful guest with us, Meg Garrido. She's a mum to two daughters aged six and four. Meg enjoys CrossFit, running, reading, writing, and seeing the world through the eyes of her daughters. That must be a beautiful way, actually. Children are so innocent and just open to everything, aren't they? Meg is also the founder of Playroom to Boardroom, which is a community of working and business mums. She founded the community to offer support, information and inspiration to working mums and aims to empower them through this strong and focused community. Meg's background is in corporate finance, in which she had over 15 years' experience before stepping off the ladder to to start Playroom to Boardroom last year. So welcome, Meg. Thank you both for having me. No,
1: it's a pleasure, Meg. So
0: our theme today, Meg, is on blocks. I guess that brings up a a few different visuals for for different people. But um, what do blocks mean for you?
2: Um, I guess in relation to what I do, which is working with working mums and mums who have their own businesses, um, the blocks that we deal with are often blocks that people have put in their own way. So people's imagination that they can't do something, the fear that they've lost the ability they had before they had children... Loss of confidence. So, when I think about blocks, um, those are mostly the blocks that I think about self imposed. Some come from other people, so blocks that stop you from achieving what you want in your career, in your life, but a lot of those are internal, and I think those are so limiting beliefs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, loss of confidence and um, accepting some of the maybe some of the perceptions of those around you when it comes to what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing, what the right thing to do is. Um, so, yeah, so those are the blocks that I, I think of when, when we talk about blocks.
1: I love mm. the name of your business, From Playroom to Boardroom.
2: Mm, how did that um, come about, the name of that? Um, I wanted something that was that was relevant to mums, but I didn't want to make it too mumsy, if that's such a word. Yeah. Um, I wanted it to... It uh, is now. To, yeah, <laughs> we've made it <laughs> one now. So I wanted it to be something that appealed to people who were both mums but who also worked. And so I spent a lot of time actually with my... Other half and my kids talking about names, and we came up with loads and loads and loads of names, and that one was the one that kept coming to the top of the pile. So playroom to boardroom, two two completely different things, but not so different as well in many ways. So you know you have responsibilities in both of those areas, and it's something you know we don't all actually have a playroom, but the the sort of symbolic side of. And we don't all work in the boardroom either, but the, the symbolic of yes. going from the home mm. to the workplace and yeah. back.
1: So and it, f- is it mainly for returning mums? Are they the sort of women that you seem to be attracting?
2: Um, strangely enough, there's a whole range of women. So I thought it would mostly be, when I started it, I thought it would mostly be for women who were already working, who were looking to build their networks, who were looking to compare what they were doing with other women, were looking for, some, for support and information. Um, but the first the first findings were that there was a lot of return to work women. So I've been doing a lot of work there mm. with people, as I said, who are looking to reestablish connections, looking to build their own confidence and basically take a step where they're moving away from perhaps having been out of the workforce for five years, you mm. know, kids starting school. But another area that I didn't anticipate at all are um, women who haven't started families yet.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
2: Coming yeah. to the event because they can't imagine how their lives can contain any more elements than they already do. So, yes, you know, how can I, they balance that? I typically hear, you know, I get up at five, I go to the gym, I get myself ready, I go to work, I work mm. really hard, I've built my career, I work till late at night, I grab food on the way home. Yeah. Da, 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 There's I make, no room for anything yeah, exactly. else. <laughs> how, how, how is it possible to have children without letting go of the career altogether? So I hadn't even thought about that group of people but there's a there's definitely a lot of people who who are trying to baby proof their careers now so what steps should I take now that will mean that in a year two year when I have children that it will be easier for me to return
0: I guess too and I I recall there's a bit of a fear there of that you are a person and then you become a mother and then you're just so-and-so's mother yeah and you've actually lost that
1: that reminds that, me. That yeah. you, do you know, of yeah. who you
0: really were. And it's like, so you're saying there are blocks and you think, well, um, I'm not the person I was before, I'm someone else now. I need to step back into who I was and be both.
2: And, and absolutely, and I think that's, it's very real. I think there's lots of mums who, particularly who've stayed at home, but also some who work, who've lost everything else. So that may be all that they do, you know, yeah. is look after their family and look after their work, who, the, who they work with. Um, and their household and they don't ever do anything for themselves. Exactly. And there's a fear there too of then stepping back
0: into that world and like how do I even communicate with those people I've been out of it for so long? Are they going to judge me because I don't I'm not up with everything that's happening? Am I not going to wear the correct clothes that everyone's working wearing now? There's yep. so many things. And like
2: anything, it's easier to keep doing what you're already doing, which is nothing, than it is to make the effort. You know, because if you take it to an extreme, some people you know, their body shapes change, their whole life's changed. They don't actually have clothes to go out in anymore exactly. because I just don't go out. I look after my kids. I yeah. don't go out anymore. So they've lost, you know, and also they're in often in the same friendship group. People have had children at the same time. So a lot of the social activities that they used to do aren't there anymore because the people that they did them with are in the same boat as them or similar boat to them. So it, it can and be the very, conversations are only about the kids. children and babies yeah. and, and what's on
0: sale down at the supermarket or something yeah. and nothing about that's the choice. outside world.
1: That's but, no, a real it, choice.
0: I know, but about <laughs> yeah. what's happening, you know, what's happening in current affairs, what's happening in the world outside your little family unit.
2: Yeah, people people also become afraid that they're selfish, so mm. that if they put themselves to the front, that they're actually selfish. Um, and it's something that I experienced personally. You know, when my oldest daughter was four and my youngest was two, I did a lot of traveling for work. And I remember going on a trip to Amsterdam and tagging on five days to go back to the UK to see my family. Um, and the judgment from people of you're going on, you're going, you're going to be away from your children for two weeks and you're actually having a holiday on your own on the end of that. And you know, for me, it wasn't actually a holiday. I was going home, unfortunately, my grandmother had just passed away. I wanted to go home and see my mom. I haven't seen my sister, my niece, my brother, my dad's not very well. So for me, it was, you know, partly my duty as part of the family. I wanted to go back and see them, but I didn't think it was a particularly extravagant thing to do, but other people did. And I think, you know, if you're already feeling a bit vulnerable, if you're finding it difficult to make that step, that sort of judgment's the sort of thing that makes you pull right back and say, oh, no, I was right, I should just stay at home and, you know, look after kids. But and good maybe... on you
1: for honouring yourself and honouring your extended family. Yeah, but family. what a great
2: community to have now that you have for people to come in and and be
0: supportive for, yeah. for that sort of thing and understand.
2: Yeah, I think so, and I think the more people come together, the more people understand that it's not selfish, that... Um, if you don't look after yourself, then everything else starts to fall Correct. apart around exactly.
1: you. Exactly, and if you're unfulfilled and and in you know sort of like oh my god, when's it my time? Yes, you, you get you, very you, you're resentful. Not even great,
2: exactly. And what are you teaching your children? Mm-hmm. Well, if my two, my children are two girls, so if my girls were looking at me, saying that I'm actually not really a person anymore, I'm lots of different roles, but there's nothing in it for me and I don't really look after myself or have any value in myself, Mm. then is that really what I want to teach them, that that's the future for them if they decide to go down the road of of having children? So
1: right. And, you know, in those first, you know, four to five years, that's when the child is actually taking on everything. They're actually a sponge, and you don't realise that they're actually learning everything from you, from the way you talk, the way you do everything. So your child is actually, you know, learning their their beliefs.
2: Yeah, absolutely. During those years. My children, my, my nanny who looks after my children has heard some interesting conversations between four and five-year-old girls in the playroom about why does your mum work, why do you have a nanny, those kind of things. But it's very interesting because they're very, very perceptive, you know, the... Well why wouldn't she wear? It? My mum went to university like my dad, my mum had yes. a job before she had me, like my dad, my mum works it 's part of what my mum does it's they just accept that that 's normal, whereas I guess if I took a different approach and had sacrificed that and felt you know a heavy weight on my shoulders that I'd left part of myself behind, then they would be wearing that instead
1: yeah, yeah. this is really interesting conversation, but we 're going to go in and we 're going to play our first song now, which you have chosen, ideal world by the by the Christians, and we'll discuss it after we play it. So
0: enjoy, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Inspiring Pulse of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Wow, thanks for that song, Meg. I've never heard that song before.
2: Wow, I can't believe you've never heard it before. I, I have I've, I've been listening to it for, it must be, 25 years now.
0: It's a beautiful song.
2: Wow, where have I been?
0: <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you love it so much?
2: You know, I've always loved it And I think the reason I love it now is different from the reason I loved yeah, yeah. it in the, in the beginning So now I love it When I hear it now, it reminds me of being probably 15 or 16, I think um, With my sister and our best friend There was always three of us um, Mel, who unfortunately is no longer with us So it makes it even more important yeah. But at the time, I think we all thought we were really cool um, and, I think, and you would have been. Well, yeah, of course. But, you know, I think we thought we were probably a bit cooler than we really were. And at the time this song came out, um, we all loved it because it was, obviously, it's a good good song, you know, mm-hmm. like the song. But for the first time, maybe it was a song that we listened to that had... Some real meaning other than just being like a pop song or a good tune or sung by someone that we liked, and it you know it talks about suffering in the world and what an ideal world would look like um, and you know about how people are judged by the color of their skin and that sort of thing, so at that time, we liked it because it was cool and it was a good song. but now, when I hear it, it reminds me back to the days of, you know, sitting in our black clothes, being cool, <laughs> in the room, listening to it You're and still the sitting in your black clothes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are, a little bit a little bit older than sixteen now though. But yeah when, you know it reminds me of those times and those days and all the things that we used to do around then so Excellent. I love listening to it. So do you have a favourite quote? Um, I do, actually, and it's. um, I always think people come out with these really deep quotes, and mine is, uh, you have brains in your head and feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself in any direction you choose, and it's Dr. Seuss that said that. I like it. (laughs) So I I like it because it's very simple and it's very true. I mean, you meet so many people who are, you know, oh, so bad, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that, this is, you know, I wish I could do what you're doing, I wish I could do what someone else is doing. Um,
1: and do you go, you can?
2: Yeah, exactly. You can. Or at the very least, yeah. you can try. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, not um, everyone always... has success in everything they do, yeah. but you can, give it a, you can give it a try. Think about it and then just do it.
1: Exactly. That, you know, the old saying, um, you know, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Yep. And it's that simple. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. Okay. So, what's, what's the playroom to boardroom? What sort of events and, and how do you, you know, build your community? And bring them together?
2: Yeah, so um, we have, there's an online community. So at the mo- moment, it's pretty much based on articles and content that gets put up there for everyone to see. So there's a membership on the site, and then there's sort of Instagram, Facebook groups, and those sort of things. Um, but I do run events as well. So every month I have a networking event in, here in Sydney, um, and I bring along a different speaker. So uh, rather than it just being networking, where people just turn up, because there's so many networking events these days, Um, I like to think that there's an element that's useful to people that brings something else. So um, we do one of those every month, and usually about 20 or 30 people come along to those. But overall, the membership's over over 500 at the moment, and I'm hoping to grow that. Um, I'm working at the moment on some premium content for the site. So I'm working with um, a neuroscientist. I'm working with some journalists, um, some success coaches, a whole range of accountability coaches, PR gurus. So putting together bundles of information for people that will be useful, such as return to work, um, success, uh, starting as a blogger, how to monetize your blog, building your own business, all those kind of things. So there'll be real content in there, interviews with people who've already made success in those areas or experts in those areas. So there's lots of different components. And
0: so when they come together, do they get a chance to just sit and... Chat and talk to each other?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the structure of the events that I hold basically when everyone arrives, they grab a drink from the bar and have a mingle and a chat and there's some food. It's very informal, Mm -hmm. so there's no structure to it. People just wander in and and then but I find that the probably the more valuable end is at the other end. So after the speaker's spoken, it's a very intimate setting. So there's a lot of one-on-one interaction with the speakers. People are able to ask those burning questions. um, and then that usually leads on from there to people mingling afterwards you know oh, I really like the question you asked or you said that you are a coach in this and oh, I'm doing you know so there's a lot afterwards once people have opened up on the floor and asked their questions yeah. there's a lot of connections afterwards yeah I've been
1: to quite a few of the events I really enjoy them and yeah. I always tend to win the lucky door prize you
2: do every single week, every <laughs> single month you win I have to make sure I need the last prize. couple yeah, and I must admit thank
1: you because my bookshelf is growing yeah exactly I
2: have to get a new book for it for this month so make Sure. If you win again, there's a different book. I will give you one of these <laughs> online mine as
1: well, so, and I'll make sure I don't win those.
2: Perfect. Ones. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that sounds that sounds great. I was just asking from the point of view of um, building a community, not just online, but getting to actually know each you know each person and becoming a friend as well.
2: Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And we and I run workshops as well. So some of the content's delivered face to face. I work very closely with a career expert. Um, and the two of us do either one-on-ones or group sessions with people as well. And they're really valuable because they also teach us what it is that people are experiencing. So what the real issues for those people are. And you know, it's all very well to say, oh, when I went back to work, this was this. and But people sit there and they're quite open and quite it's quite raw, if you know what I mean. They tell yeah. me, oh, five years ago, I could do that now. I just don't know if I can go back. So, you know, you see the confidence drops and you understand the barriers for people and you hear the judgments from the mother-in-law about why you're still at home when your kids are fat. So we see it for real and we build those real connections and hopefully then the content that we deliver is relevant because it's what people have asked us for.
1: We like to ask all of our guests, what does financial freedom mean to you?
2: Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? Having worked in finance all of those years, (laughs) um, I guess... What, what does it mean in terms of the definition of the word is probably being in a position where you don't need to worry or think about it. I don't necessarily think that it has to be huge abundance, but to be in a position where you can pretty much do the things you want to do without yeah. having or to... Or just live on your passive income. Yeah, without having to worry about it. Um, in terms of what does it mean in if if I had complete and utter um, yes. financial freedom, for me, I probably wouldn't make a huge change to what I was doing. Um, I would love it if my other half, he's not my husband as we've discussed previously, but uh, (laughs) the equivalent of um, if he was able to give up his corporate role. Um, I don't know if this is what he wants, by the way. This is my (laughs) my vision. vision. Um, You just want him to help you, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be nice for our children to spend more time with both of their parents rather than with me. He works long hours. Um, and also, I know that he enjoys the time he spends with them, and I would love his input in what I'm doing as well. I think there's a lot of value. It's, a, it's very much a female community, but I think there's a lot of value of having some input from the other side because, oh, totally. you yeah. know, you can't achieve full gender yeah. equality in the workplace without men being part of it. You can't have women successfully returning to work without people around them, yeah, male the and female, being part well. of it. Yeah. So, and changing the roles. Yeah. So I'd like him to be part of what I'm doing as well, but that, you know, we'd need to be in a position where we didn't need the the money from his role to allow that to happen.
1: Well, this just so eloquently or so easily leads straight into our next song, which is One. And as a couple, you are one. And it's by you too. So enjoy, everybody. You're listening to Radio Northern Beaches, 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Check out our website at randb.org.au You're listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3 Your community radio station Check out our website at randb.org.au Wow, that was a beautiful song Thank you Meg for choosing that as your second song for today so We're coming to the end of our little time together, though I'd like to ask you if you've got some stories, you can leave the names out of it, of you know some things that the women say to you that you feel a lot of women have the same sort of um, perceived problems or issues.
2: Yeah, I think the one that is mo- we deal with the most commonly across all the areas, so this is women who are at work, women who want to return to work, and women who are planning to have children. Is that through all the conversations is the the kind of I think it comes back to the blocks it's the that they're blocking themselves that they don't have the belief that they can actually do it that they need to spend time with someone with others to build that back to build the belief that they can actually do it and I think we often have a conversation with people we have a lot of people come to the return to work seminars they present us before they come with their resumes so we can review it. And we look at them and we often, you know, it seems to be the people from the top of the pile that are sending Aziz. We're often amazed, you know, they're coming to these seminars and these people are highly successful. They've had amazing jobs. They've worked with big brands, but they're, they need help taking a step back in.
1: But that's the reason. But I it, can understand that because I can remember years ago, a lot of women would get postnatal depression because all of a sudden they've got this little baby who's controlling them. And you know, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, they were in charge of fifty women or fifty, you know, employees, and they're going, "I don't know how to cope. I've got one little baby who's telling He's me what to do." Me. Yes, He's very demanding. Whereas of me. I used to manage all of these people. I just don't know what to do.
2: Yeah, and I think one of the conversations that we often have is that it's a, it's a. The, way, the like different behaviors between men and women as well we talk about we talked about this with one specific woman who had an amazing resume who'd seen a job that she really wanted um there was 10 criteria on the on the job description she met nine of them and the 10th one was a kind of weak one i think it wasn't one of the key yeah. competencies that were required um, and she did not apply for yeah. the role because she didn't she meet all the which is pathetic.
1: Whereas a man would have applied before. It
2: would have probably applied if he had two because you know <laughs> yes, twenty exactly. percent of the way there, and I kind of know the rest of it. So yeah. we work a lot with people who, again, it's the same thing. It's it's a it's your own self stopping you from taking that step because you know maybe you don't believe it's the right time, maybe you're afraid. Um, so so a lot of the a lot of the work we do with people in all of those areas is about what's in your own head rather than the circumstances, rather yeah. than the logistics, rather than the resume or the interview or rather than how you step up the career ladder. It's actually yeah. what's going on but in you your own head. But you know what? That's life. It, absolutely. We
1: all just have these perceived, you know, it, life is this and all this sort of stuff. This and is
0: how it should be. Yeah,
1: but, you know, the whole three of us would see an accident. We'd all see it differently because it's, life is all different to all yeah, of us. we'd yep. all
0: deal with it differently yeah, too.
2: Yeah,
1: after. exactly. And, and that's it. Get out of your own way.
0: Yep, definitely. And so what's the first step for someone
2: who wants to be a part of what you're doing? Or... Uh, okay, so if they want to, to be part of it, if they want to join yeah. the community, then the website's probably the best place to start. So it's just www.playroom2boardroom.com. Um, on there, there's lots of articles, there's links, there's lots of information on there. Um Again, if they want to become, you know, a full member, then they can sign up there if they want to receive the newsletter. Um, And there's links from there to the Facebook page where there's more... The Facebook page is more around articles other people have written. Um, But all of the events and everything are there, so that's the best place to start.
1: Excellent.
0: Excellent, yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. I'm going to have a look at that myself. Great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kaz, your children are in their 30s. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm just interested about a commu- anything that's a community-driven, yeah. community-based that brings so people together and supports Absolutely, people. and not
2: all of the members are mums either. So not all of the yeah. members are mums yet, and not all of them are ever going to be mums. So some of them are past, you know, past childbearing age but want to be part of the community because the content's still relevant to them. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Okay, so is there one final tip before we say goodbye or advice that you would like? to give our listeners who you know may even have you know a daughter or something like that in the in a situation that you're talking about
2: i think the biggest piece of information for people with daughters is that your daughter will look to you so the way you treat yourself and the way that you what you enable and allow for yourself is what your daughter will start to believe is the normal and is the acceptable way mm. for you to behave, be treated, etc. So if you don't make yourself a priority, then you need to ask yourself if you're carving a pathway for your child mm. to follow. You in need later. to be the example. Exactly.
1: Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, Meg, it's thank you. It's been a delight, Meg,
2: meeting you. It's been great fun. Thank yes. you. Yes.
1: And thank you so much. And I'm sure that we will have you back and now this is going to lead us into our Australian artists. We've actually got two singing the same song, which is totally cool. And it's Dare to Dream by Olivia Newton-John and John
0: Farnham. Enjoy. Welcome back. You're listening to Inspiring Pools of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station.
1: Yes, welcome back, everyone. That was a really great interview with Meg. And, you know, it was talking more about women coming back into the war- workforce and everything like that because her business is playroom to boardroom. Yeah. Though now, you know, for the last few minutes of our show, I'd really like to talk about other sort of blocks that we put in our way. And it's it, it doesn't matter whether we're male, female, young, old, whatever. We all have these uh, limiting beliefs, these self-doubts, all the things that we put in our way that stop us. From
0: doing that. From yeah. From, from being, achieving.
1: From being the best we can
0: be. Yeah. And one of um well, as as we've said before, Louise Hay is, is an author of You Can Heal Your Life, which we both love, her books. That's just one of her books. One She's of got, her mm-hmm. books, but that, that one in particular we uh we really enjoy. And in her book she says that blocks can manifest in many ways, which we know that. One of them being anxiety. Mm-hmm. And anxiety is not trusting the flow and the process of life. Okay. So that's a block, yes. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. And one of the ways that you can overcome that is by an affirmation, which a lot of people do their own affirmations on a daily basis, you know. I am successful, you know, things like that. And as we've Uh, said earlier,
1: the I am actually invokes God, source, whatever you want to call it. And that it. you are that. Yeah, so that you are actually talking directly to source yeah. by just saying I am. It's like saying And it's not Hello. like I
0: want to be. It's like I am. That's right. So hers is I love and approve of myself and I trust the process of life. I am safe. Mm.
1: That's, that's beautiful, Kaz, because, in and you know, I just love the fact that we are so in tune and that we love reading similar things and you know there are certainly things that we, we don't read or we haven't read everything exactly. Well I the same. find
0: it interesting because to me before uh a block was a mind thing for me. Yeah. Like and I guess it is a mind thing. Yeah, but it starts but in the you, body. But we exactly and then it goes there because for women we feel it and then once we've felt it we go, Well what's that feeling? And there it is. Yes that's right. And so anxiety Yes. Is yeah yeah, is, it is the way that it's it's presenting itself.
1: Yes, and it is. And there's another little exercise of Louise Hayes, which, seeing we have a few more minutes left, I, it's called the "I Love Myself" exercise. Okay, which is on a similar lines. If you're in anxiety, yeah. so it's you know it's it's yeah. self love that you're sort of lacking. So I'm just going to read a little bit about the exercise. So she says, "I assume you're already saying I approve of myself." almost nonstop. so listeners if we've not maybe that's the first step is to start saying i approve of myself yes. this is a powerful foundation keep it up for at least a month now take a pad of paper and at the top write i love myself therefore finish this sentence in as many ways as you can read it over daily and add to it as you think of new things if you can work with a partner do so Hold hands and alternate saying, I love myself, therefore. The biggest benefit of doing this exercise is that you learn it, uh, sorry, is that you learn it is almost impossible to be little yourself when you say you love
0: yourself. Oh, I just got goose fumps in. Exactly. That so resonates,
1: doesn't it? Is it? Exactly. And then she goes on, there's another exercise called claim the new So visualise or imagine yourself having or doing or being what you are working towards. Fill in all the details. Feel, see, taste, touch, hear. Notice other people's reactions to your new state. Make it all okay with you, no matter what their reactions are. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. So, it it really is, you know, getting rid of your limiting beliefs, but working with yourself, claiming who you are, loving yourself.
0: Yeah. And and when you read that too, I just thought that was very similar to Gratitude.
1: Yes. Which is a gratitude journal which I have created. I've, I'm pretty sure... Or maybe we haven't spoken about this before. I can't remember. That I've created... Well, I'm in the process of creating four gratitude uh, journals... All along the uh, elements theme, you know, like the four four is just so prominent in our life. You know, there's four you know directions north, south, east, yeah. west. There's four elements, which is uh, water, earth. Uh, sorry, water. I'm going to say them in a, because of the area. I'm going to say them in order of the way I'm creating the gratitude journals. <laughs> okay, so there's water, then there's fire, then there's earth, and then there's air. And just being in gratitude and being able to write that book, in in that book each day, brings you that awareness. Yeah. Brings you that self-love. And in it is exactly what, you know, Louise Hay said here, is I actually say that in your writings evoke all of your senses. Yes, we talked
0: about that in our gratitude theme day too, didn't we? That's
1: right. Yeah. And And it's so beautiful and because I always taught people to go and spend a little bit extra on a gratitude journal book, a hard-covered one and everything. And then I started looking, there wasn't that many around, which is why I decided to create this Yeah, I must admit, journals. I found it
0: difficult to find one that I truly loved, Yes, if you know what I mean, right? Yes, Yeah. Yes. I wanted Whereas, it to be not just an exercise book uh, and not just a hardcover. I wanted it to have a nice feel as yes, well. Yes,
1: yes, which is exactly what, uh, these, the water one yeah. is all about so yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic anyway we're sort of coming towards the end of our show now Kaz so what is there any more quotes we've said some beautiful ones today is there any more along the lines of of blocks you know and coming into this self love and self belief I have a quote here
0: that is by Pope Paul the VI okay I'm hoping it's the sixth and I've got the uh, numerical numbers correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Roman numerals sometimes yeah. can be a little bit challenging. Yes. I was very good at them at school. It's been a long time since I was at school. So, <laughs> And his quote is, All life demands struggle. Those who have everything given to them become lazy, selfish and insensitive to the real values of life. The very striving and hard work that we so constantly try to avoid is the major building block in the person we are today. That
1: is amazing and so true.
0: Mm. That is lovely. So
1: with that, we're going to leave you with some things to think about. And we thank you again for sharing the last hour with us. Yes. And please um, talk to us uh, via our Facebook page, Inspiring Pearls Pearls of of wisdom. Wisdom.
0: And we're going to leave you with a song that I've chosen, actually. And the lyrics can be used to encourage you to let go of irrational beliefs and embrace your life by following your dreams. So a little bit like one of my favourite quotes, which is, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. By Mr Wayne Dyer. Dyer. (laughs) This one is similar. However, it is, when you change your perspective, your experience can change. Okay. And so this song is by Irene Cara and it is flash Dance." Put those dancing shoes on, ladies. Ooh, dance a, away. Oh, what a feeling. feeling.
1: <laughs> you have been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Cass. Until next time,
0: may your days be filled with love and gratitude.
1: And remember, we'll see you in the mirror. Namaste. I bow to the divine in you. Thank
2: you.